Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank all my Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me and what I'm doing. Big shout-outs to my senior producers. We have Ventus Official and also my parents, mom and dad. Love you guys. Thank you all so much for your support. Today, I'm very pleased to have somebody who is going to be, allegedly, if we are going to follow the ETOS rankings, and this is not stressful for people like who I'm introducing right now when talking about rankings, but a top 20 possibly bona fide player in Melee, and it's really cool because this has been a long time coming for an official year-end ranking for Noun Esports, sorry, Nouns Esports. The Brotherhood, Aklo, who joins us on the podcast today, live on Twitch.tv. You get it, you get it. Hey, there's too many things. Aklo, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. So, uh, let's see. I saw the tweet of yours being like, when are the year-end rankings coming out? Because <laughs> these, these, these people coming out with their own rankings is stressful because you have to sort of acknowledge it in a, even if you're only reading it for yourself not necessarily responding to people responding on twitter talking about it on stream but yeah it feels like it feels like it's kind of been hanging over everybody's heads for the players who are aspiring to go rank number one or rank top 10 rank top 20 or to be in top 100 rankings in general you've you've been thinking about it i'm sure for a while now and it's like ah when are the official ones coming out right yeah it's like it like it's not something you can just like not look at you know <laughs> i don't know thoughts on the etos rankings did you look at those um i think my ranking was actually like not that far off from where i think it will be but i was below a couple people that i don't think i should be so <laughs> yeah because if head to heads matter i mean did you not go positive on <laughs> S2J. Now look, there's it's tough because a lot of a lot of what frustrates me about rankings is how much are you going to value attendance versus not attendance? Because when you don't attend, you are avoiding the negative results, so you let your positive results shine more. It's a whole it's a whole thing. But I think what I'm most thankful for, Aklo, when watching you, I've gotten to watch you at more events this year than in the couple of years that I've been more involved with watching Melee live streams and following events week to week. I got more into this in the uh, the end of 2018, the beginning of 2019, and I did not know who you were for a little while, not until it was the hidden boss of New York kind of talk that eventually got to me, and then right. I think it was at the old nightclub maybe that I saw a live event, saw you play for the first time, but now that you've been able to travel more this year, you were, I mean at least at least at genesis at least at the big house the lovely smash invitational and at main stage apex it goes on and on you've been able to go right. to a lot more events events outside of your region in particular but then also it's kind of cool you've been able to be the king of new york i see that the <laughs> year-end rankings for nyc have not come out yet but the most recent nyc rankings that went to june or whatever this year had you at number one. So it must be, I mean, that's that's the first thing I'm thankful for. Regardless of where you end up, it doesn't affect me as nearly much as it affects you. But it's so cool that I've been able to watch you play against more people out of region, be at these bigger events, right? And, uh, and, and, and play pretty well. Uh, it's been cool to see this year for you. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, yeah. Um, I think this year, like, I this is probably the most melee I've like ever played or like especially traveled for, do you know what I mean? 
when you when you realize that after Genesis you go, actually, I could get to another big event this year because I think it might have been only one or two that you would try to get to in a year's time and you would go, all right, that's it for me. Just going to do yeah. local stuff for the rest of the year. I mean, what's what has that been like because you've been playing all that all that um all that extra melee or or melee out of region i should say you're saying what has that been like um like for you i mean do you, are you enjoying the fact that you've been playing more oh melee yeah, than ever? yeah. Are you starting to feel tired of it <laughs> <laughs> like i know people talk about the burnout a lot but like i guess since it's new to me um i don't feel the burnout as much i was like wow i'm gonna do this more and more and more <laughs> Well, what about um, the fact that you're also uh, in school? Because as far as I know, you you still had finals uh, in this in this particular semester. You were talking about it when ranked came out. Going, oh great! Just before finals, yeah. ranked. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that was really bad. <laughs> like really bad timing. Um, yeah, j juggling melee with school is actually it's very hard. Um, I I try to prioritize school as much as I can. And that's why, like, for a big chunk of the year, I was studying for a big exam. Um, that's So for a big chunk of the year, I just didn't go to events, like, around summertime, you know? And, yeah, it, you just got to prioritize sometimes. But then you came back and you didn't have a severe drop-off. I think of other people like Lod who didn't play a lot of Melee or any in most of 2021, but then came back for the smash world tour championships the like the finals in 2021 did so so and then started to turn it around uh, even at genesis earlier this year genesis 8 in april finishing top eight if i recall correct oh yeah because that was the that was one of the legendary lot oh, yeah, yeah. and, and losers Whew. yeah anyway that but the, the, there's a little bit of a of a drop off if you will but i also feel like it allows you to reset, avoid that burnout that you were talking about. It seems to help in that regard as well. Yeah, when I came back, or like you could call it that, because like I wasn't really there in the first place, like going event to event to event. But um, when I did come back from a break, uh, I think it was Big House, and I think I got 17th, and I think that was my lowest placing at like majors this year. So like, yeah, I don't know, like, I guess it was a little bit harder for me to play in that tournament, but then after that, I did a lot better. So, I mean, the same placing thereabouts as Leppin. So, that's true. No, I, I remember like uh, like no shots at Leppin or anything, but like when I got seventeenth, and then I saw Leppin get seventeenth, I was like, well, if Leppin got seventeenth, I shouldn't feel bad because <laughs> we all know Leppin has such high standards for for his play and. Right, right. The frustrations of not always being able to play against the 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 North American competition from Europe when he's over in Sweden. We we all know that, but it's cool that you can still somehow do all of this juggling. So I, I mean, I think that maybe it's burnt out because of all the all the 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 stress and tax on your mind through different things of trying to be really really good at melee, do your name proud, the Brotherhood proud, New York City proud, and east coast i guess if you're if you're going across to the to the west coast for something like main stage but 
you're also doing school and you're streaming as well. Twitch.tv slash Hacklow214, I think it is, by the way. Just yeah, I'm case, surprised you got that. In case I anybody's curious. Oh, it is 214. Nice. In case anybody's curious, that's where you can find Hacklow streaming live sometimes. You get it. So <laughs> that is that is another question. It's uh, It's related to the burnout thing. It's all of this activity that you have for yourself. How do you make times of relaxing or unplugging count for you i mean does that even happen in the first place do you even get to unplug so i think you know like my brother actually pointed out something to me and it's that like it's a mentality thing right and it's something i still struggle with and he said a lot of people when they're juggling two tasks um like what you should be doing is going a hundred percent at at each task just at different times right so like when you're practicing melee you should be focusing on practicing melee and when you're doing like studying you should be focusing on studying but what happens to me a lot is that like while i'm playing melee i he 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 describes it as this that i'm going 50 50 and i'm going 50 percent in each one and that's not what you want to do. So like while I'm playing melee, I'm stressed out and being like, oh, I should be studying. And then it's affecting how I'm practicing melee. And while I'm studying, like I'll take breaks and play melee and I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that actually makes it really hard for me. I think maybe one thing that I can do like I, the one thing I've tried to do to help stop it is just like plan out when I'm going to study or when I'm going to play melee. But I'm not so great at that. But it's something I've got to work on for sure. I agree with you, and the fact that it's hard to have two different uh, lives is not the right word to put it because you can be a student, you can be a melee player, or in my case, melee podcasting, melee playing. I'm, I mean, I'm silver one and i was just told i need to be silver two in order to participate in an all chat video if i if i want to be eligible they're like you need to be silver two so like wait did they actually tell you slumlord is a friend of the program and i like slumlord um they put out a sorry he he says to everybody hey we want a bronze player a silver player gold diamond platinum grandmaster we we went one of each category and I go, Oh, I'm in silver, let's go. So I go, Hey, I'm in silver one. And he says, Can you be silver two? I go, Oh, oh no. I will, give it, I will give it my best shot. So I have a hey, this is actually good because most of the time when I think about playing melee, I go, I can't really do a lot of things right because uh, look, I'm you should already know how bad of a player I am because of my ranking in slippy. So if I if I think about how to get better i go well that's a myriad of things i could improve at how am i supposed to do that when while i'm playing i'm kind of feeling bad you know my two kids and my wife they probably would rather not me practicing this game right now since they're all awake <laughs> and would just want to hang out with me and do stuff so that's fair yeah so that that i definitely understand i think since we're in the we're in the melee space that means a lot of people have to the vast majority of us have to find a way to pay the bills and to go to school if that's if that's the move and then also play in a game that is just as hard if not the hardest time to ever play the game despite all the resources that just means that everybody who's at the top are 
really well studied. They play a lot. They VOD review. They work on techniques. They use Uncle right. Punch. They they train regularly with other really good players on Slippy. They have whew, all of all of those resources, right? And I go, huh? Yeah, this that would be tough for me too. Even <laughs> if I had all of that in front of me, I had like a wide open four hour block where I could do melee and I could be trained by a coach and I could work on my techniques. I I would still feel distracted in that time because I would go, yeah, but. I feel kind of bad doing it right now. And then exactly. when I'm not playing melee, yeah. I'm like, I want to play melee. <laughs> so yep, I get it. Yep. Um, oh, but part of your question, you asked, um, am I able to unplug, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah, I think a big part of when I play melee is actually like, um, especially before ranked came out, <laughs> um, it kind of was me unplugging. So it's probably not the best practice to just unplug and like go mindlessly play melee, but it was like enough to keep me like warmed up so that like I wouldn't fall out of practice. And uh, I I loved playing unranked before ranked came out. Like I would just play like that would be my main practice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that is kind of how I unplug. Like um. I just like mindlessly play on ranked and like there are definitely times where I put more effort into it than than just like mindlessly playing because like you know I gotta practice as well you know by the way I know that we're we're two different people but something that has always resonated me is when you whenever you're badgered about I mean you've been asked about this on radio melee you were asked about this on waiting for game all the other awesome melee podcasts shouts out shouts out about your um about your taunting habit and you're talking about it and I go, yes, the points at the end of the the, the, yeah. the in, uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in single players. Um that the like there's these little uh, melee isms, right, where um where you where you you go, ah, oh, that person does the exact same thing for the exact same reason. Uh who would you say is somebody that you play against and you go, wow, they kind of treat the game almost exactly the same way that I do. Even if they don't play Fox, who would you say is someone that you feel as if has a really similar play style or similar approach mentally to, to playing, to playing melee. Do you want the easy answer or like, cause like the easy answer is my brother because I learned to play f like from him, but I, I can try to think of someone else too. That's like not my brother. No, that's cool. Are you talking about Fo Foxy grandpa or your other? Yeah. Brother? Yeah. Is it, um, I don't want to say Eddie um, because I feel like it's close to that, but I might be wrong. Um, my other brothers, I have three older brothers, right? Oh um, gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We all grew up playing melee. Uh, my oldest brother is Vidiot, and, uh, my second oldest brother is Killa Cubs. And then my third oldest, um, the one closest in age to me is Foxy Grandpa. Yeah. Foxy Grandpa. I don't but know. Yeah. It... I'd say, what, what was that? Okay, no, never mind, never mind. The, we, I have to give Liquipedia credit. I just read over Killer Cubs. <laughs> I'll go, two brothers, got it. I know that. No, I don't. It's three. Anyway. Yeah, it's three. <laughs> but when you uh, when you think of, okay, maybe against a, when you were talking about playing against people at either nightclub or top 50 kind of players, who would you say has a the most similar either play style or mental approach to playing Melee? It's a hard question. Let, let me think. Mm. One of my favorite things while you're thinking about it, one of my favorite things that I get to do on a semi-regular basis is I get to play against Hada, who is with all chat shouts out to Hada. Great commentator, great peach player, but 
is very much tired of playing melee singles, very much hates the runaway fox, which is kind of <laughs> my play style. And, and because I can't always approach, I don't have the text still always approach. I just like dash dancing away from your approach and then coming in with up smash. I can't help it. So I'm like the antithesis of, of Hada. And that's the only reason why I can play him close because he's a much better player than me. But he's gotten to the point of his melee life where he goes, I've overplayed singles. I'm tired of it. I just like doubles because there's constant action. <laughs> why are you running away? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I think I thought of someone. Um, so I wouldn't say they necessarily play like me, but I will say that when I played Fiction at Ludwig's Smash Invitational, and I also played him at Big Guys too, actually. Um, like, we both didn't want to be the one to give, to give, like, like, if you watched our set at, um, at Ludwig's, it's him shooting multiple lasers and me sitting there and holding down me to reflect them. <laughs> like, neither of us were, like, budging. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny because, like, it just showed, like, um, I think Vish on commentary, too, said, like, these guys both like the stalemates. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... so I thought that, that that was, like, a really weird match if you ever want to watch that one. <laughs> So, it's, I mean, I wanted to say, just even if it's not necessarily true, I always thought that your matches with Hungerbox Online, I guess you haven't played in person against each other. Right, right. Uh, it, at least not that I can tell. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, but played some online sets, of course. I mean, I think that for a little while, the Gallant Melee Open events, it was a staple for you and Hungrybox to play against each other, at least yeah. in the grand finals. So when I watched you two play, I, I know that Hungrybox's thing is... I really would just like for an opening to happen and then I can, you know, go in and, and take advantage of that. It, and usually the opening is a tech skill flub because uh, that's, yeah. that's what it takes for Jigglypuff to win. It's not that, oh, you drifted in a little bit too far. It's more of like, nah, we need you to miss an L cancel. Please miss an L cancel, please. <laughs> right. Um, but but you're you're playing as as Fox and I can tell that your, your play style at least is somewhat sent around the idea of, I don't need to force it right now. I can wait for an advantageous position to occur, and then I can go in and do my thing. Not You're not always saying I have to be the uh, aggressor. So if you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what do you think of that, that I'm bringing up Hungrybox as somebody who I kind of look at you to and I go, there's a, there's something there in, in, in terms of a similarity, or am I off base? Yeah, no, I actually, I think what you said is very accurate. And... I actually didn't even think of like uh like hungry boxes uh, like as my answer like um like if that slipped my mind you know uh I wouldn't say like we're all, like a hundred percent similar but like I think you're right it, with like the mentality is like oh I don't have to give first and that's especially true when I play against him yeah it's but actually you... funny like um uh um. Hungrybox, like, he said before that he hates playing me, but I actually love playing him. <laughs> because when I play him, it's like how you said, like, it makes me play so disciplined that and I feel like I should be playing that way against everyone. So when I play him, I think I'm actually generally, like, improving all around. And that's why I like playing him. So, yeah. I think it's so fun when you get to stretch your strength as far as it can possibly go. So 
it again, like it feeds into when I play against someone who goes, uh, okay, sure, I'll dash dance too. I won't approach right away too. And I go, oh, <laughs> finally, how, how, much, how much patience can I draw this out from today? How can I stretch my, what I perceive to be a strength of mine, just not always feeling that urge to go in, make something happen. Especially when I'm behind. I, I love that feeling when I'm behind in a match. I might be behind by a stock, maybe just a stock. And there's there's a change in 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 priorities for each player, like my priorities to approach for and try to make things happen. And I go, but there's also like six minutes left. I don't have to if I don't want to. Or I even go, there's two minutes left for some reason. <laughs> even if it's not a a spacey floaty matchup. It might just be because me and the other spacey are really, really bad players. And we can't punish as well as, you know, uh, as top players like you. So we're, we're, we're two minutes left on a match. We're each down to last stock. I have high percent. They have low percent. And I go, no, I still don't really have to make something happen because there's no <laughs> way we're going to do this for two minutes. Something's going to happen. And then I can go. And I, I really enjoy that feeling. I, I think that's part of, why melee is so much fun. It's like the dynamic of who's ahead and who's not. And I think I enjoy that idea of I can, I can, I can make a comeback here and continue to stick to my game plan. I don't have to immediately go in just because, oh no, I'm down on percent on last stock or I'm down a few stocks going into it. You, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And actually what you, what you just said is actually something that I have trouble with myself. Like when I do lose the lead, it's actually really hard for me to keep playing that long game. I get frustrated. So when I lose the lead, I'm just like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Like, uh, now I can't do what I'm doing because he's winning. Like, I have to go in. So, but you're right. Like, uh, if there's six minutes, there's six minutes. Like, you maybe you could, like, I, I definitely could wait a little bit longer. To, like, in those, like, obviously not every match. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like when I'm like playing like versus the swooper or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those sets, but they're fun to watch. But you're um you're up on offline. If I was looking at the spreadsheet correctly, again the spreadsheet could be wrong. You you did tear apart one on Twitter, but I think Etos spreadsheet is pretty good by now because a lot of people have gotten in feedback. Are you positive on the swooper? Because that's what it shows here for for this. Yeah, show. yeah. I've I've only ever lost to the swooper one time. Mm. That's one of your. You're, uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since we're talking about the Swooper, that's one of the more contentious uh, like um, matchups, just because I think both of you have reasons to not like playing against each other. Is that a fair thing to say? Uh, I definitely don't like playing against him. <laughs> uh, like, I don't mind playing against him when he, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even just throwing shots or anything. Like, when he gets off the ledge, then I'm fine playing with him, against him. But is it a, but, okay, how about this? It's like, I hate playing against that person, but I love watching that person play against somebody else because then they feel my pain too. Is that is that how you would look at it? Or is it just more of the less of the swooper that I see on the on the screen? Probably the better for me personally. Like uh, on the screen, in real life, it's whatever. I'm not trying to say anything personal. I'm just trying to say, ask oh, you yeah, if he, you enjoy watching swooper play against life. somebody else and watch that person go, why is swooper now getting off the ledge? Yeah, I mean, I like watching him on the screen when he's doing his combos. <laughs> Just not watching him on the screen when he's not on the stage. <laughs> it's one of those nightmare materials. Looks like I lost my camera for a second there. Okay, I'm fine. One of those nightmare materials is when there's three 
floaties in top four of a nightclub and there's only one spacey <laughs> or fast swaller like captain smokers maybe or somebody is left yeah. and you're going please smokers please i can't do floaties yep. for the rest of the night you know that's actually true like uh whenever i see i have to play like a samus or a puff i'm just like well i better like you gotta prepare yourself mentally because that's gonna be a longer set you know what is your what is your like your some of your favorite things about <clears throat> competing at nightclub? We can spend a little bit talking about going to nightclub because I haven't been, so you can tell me from as a like a sales pitch, or you could just talk about whatever you want to related to nightclub, favorite parts of it, or I don't know, do they have good tap water? You get it. They actually do have really good tap water. Mm. <laughs> but uh I think my favorite things about nightclub is first of all the venue. I don't know if you've seen like pictures of it or anything. Yeah, I've but, seen um, pictures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the venue is great. Uh, it's like it's the perfect space for like nightclub to be, and uh, there's a bar too. And I don't really drink, but uh, like, like everyone's just like chilling, relaxing. Everyone's having a good time, and the I think my favorite thing about nightclub and Actually, not even just nightclub, like, when I've been going to events, like, this entire year, it's really just the people, like, hanging out with everyone is really nice, and everyone is just, they're just great people, and, um, but one thing specific to nightclub is the crowd. The crowd gets hyped for anything. <laughs> it's really cool uh, when I get to see, when I get to see, I don't tune in every week, but I'll see highlights at the very least. I mean, I was I I was a happy accident that I tuned in live because I was thinking to myself, Kadorn's going to be at nightclub. Kadorn's going to be at nightclub. I got to tune in, and then I almost forgot until the almost the very end when you two played the your two grand final sets. Oh right, right. Yeah. Anyway, the, but the, all that to say, of course they're going to get hyped for grand finals, but there'll be Wasabi came back to the East Coast for a week, and I think was at one nightclub this fall. Yeah. And and this was maybe. It wasn't even top eight yet, but everybody's freaking out for Wasabi. It's not It's not a top eight match yet, but I was like, yes, yeah, yeah. this is so cool. This is the kind of love that Wasabi gets for, for coming back to, to New York and showing up at a nightclub. It's so cool. So there's like all that support for Wasabi and for, I forget, I don't think it was just Jason. It was somebody else who he was going up against another. Yeah, I player. think it was Freezes. Freezes, you're right. That's what, who it yeah. was. You're right. I, I was there for that one. Yeah, yeah, that was but, really it was really really fun. And when I see nightclub events, I always go, "Huh, I would need to wear I would need to wear these." Uh, my one ear starts to ring a lot when there's really loud noise. I'd have to wear this pretty oh, much yeah, yeah. the entire no, like, time being there. If you're if you're not used to like crowds and like most people going to locals aren't that used to like people <laughs> shouting and stuff, but like you got to be used to that at New York. <laughs> How often have you had to justify the use of the monitors to people who go, yeah, but monitors, right? Legs. Oh, so many times, yeah. It's like, there are people there, like, a lot of people go to nightclub as their first local, and they'd be like, yeah, I didn't come here for a long time. And I, especially because, like, they use monitors, and I was telling them, like, with the right codes and stuff like monitors are literally in my opinion just better than crts and like crts they they just hurt my eyes they're so blurry <laughs> and but i think the the best reason that like the best case for monitors is that um 
we can make them uniform. Like all CRTs are a little bit different. Yep. But you can use monitors, and at, like at iClub, every monitor is the same, like the same setup. You know. Yeah, I like that about monitors. Also, everybody who's playing Slippy at home and then comes to Nightclub and complains about the monitors, like, what were you doing at home? You were using a monitor. <laughs> like, just, you know, you got something up here. You can use it. And, and I think that what people love about CRTs is the nostalgic aspect of it. But the more time passes, the more people are going to come in. Not all like OG Kid, for example, but there'll be people who go, yeah, I didn't grow up on a CRT at all. I did not. So why would I want to use yeah. CRT? Because to your point, is it is a little bit of a blurry hot mess, but I still have warm feelings for CRTs, even the 45, 50-ish pound one that I lug around downstairs. Yeah, I just want I a big one. Like... I can't stand a blurry small CRT. I'll take a big <laughs> blurry one, please. So I... Like, we we still have the one we grew up playing Melee with downstairs. Like, I don't want to throw that out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, no, that's that's got memories on it. Absolutely. Exactly. I think at this point, like, it's like you said, people have an attachment to the CRTs. It's kind of, like, iconic, for, like a symbol for Melee, right? Absolutely. Because we're the we're the people who care the most about input delay. Nobody would nobody from the, the Kirby Air Ride crowd is really going bananas for it and saying, we got to have it. If there are even people who enjoy Kirby Air Ride still, I know Matt.Zeb's one of them, but oh, and I'll also shout out somebody recently wrote a gecko code for Kirby Air Ride Netplay. That I was about fun. to say, that looks yeah, fun. I was about to bring that up. That looks fun. I'll have to try that out at some point. I'm, same, I'm actually same. currently trying out uh, P. I finally got P onto this computer and I've been playing automatic L cancel Link and I've been having super, super fun doing that because Link is my first ever character in Smash in general on 64. I love playing as Link and Kirby because I would have to acknowledge against my older brothers, I can't beat them yet in my little brain, but I go, Kirby's got the down B and lots and lots of jumps. <laughs> Link has, those were, um, you know, not as many jumps. Th those are also my first characters in Smash. That's crazy. I mean, I know yeah. Link is support, like one of your, I mean, all time favorite characters, period. But yeah. I, I don't think I knew exactly how you first got it got first got started with uh with playing 64 into melee because you were playing melee from the beginning as well it wasn't like oh 64 and now melee came out you're young enough that you were you were very very young when melee was already out right 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 it came out the same year i was born yep so i think uh yeah we we had uh 64 already like before i was even born but uh, I remember I watched my brother play Ocarina of Time, and I just thought Link was, like, the coolest thing ever. Like, so when I could finally like, play and stuff, uh, like, of course I picked Link, you know? Mm -hmm. What I would do with Ocarina of Time is I would get the big Goron Sword literally as soon as possible. You can do it if you have Epona unlocked before you even start the Forest Temple. So you just got to do that whole thing, get the big Goron Sword, find a like-like so that you can lose your shield on purpose, and then you have Link just with the big Goron shield, uh, sword and no shield on the back. So he looks like a traveling, like uh, Aragorn type, I guess, from Lord of the Rings. And I go, now this is the, this is awesome. That, that's what I love to do when I play through Ocarina of Time. That's really funny. People don't know about how awesome the big Goron sword is. They wait way too long and they get frustrated in the water temple and go, why do I have to use a Megaton hammer or whatever to beat Dark Link? And I'm just going, 
big on sword stabby stab it makes i think people hate on the water temple too much mm -hmm. well it, it's um what's really annoying about it is how you have to travel up and down several times but yeah you hate yourself when you realize oh i missed the one key during my up and down traveling so now i have uh, to start the cycle over and really yes that's fair. They, they, that they, is fair they have a point i guess because it takes so long compared to some of the other ones but i think I think the reason why it's fun to play for me even still is because it's stretching my ability to make sure I'm covering every room. I think that you can kind of go into autopilot in other temples in Ocarina of Time, but Water Temple like helps you, I don't know, wake up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not to get too far into the Ocarina of Time discussion. We were talking about this because um, it's really fun to play as Link in P+. Um, right, right. It's super fun to play as Link in P+. And I have to use automatic L cancel because I just have never had that option before. And I go, wow, this is really fun. It reminds me a little bit of Ultimate, except way more fun because what advanced techniques are there in Ultimate? It's cool that everybody has low ending lag on their aerials, but... I just yeah. never, I've never really liked how ultimate feels. So when I play P plus, I'm going, this is, this is what people want to play when they're playing ultimate. And I've also, have you tried the HDR, the, um, the, the, like the remix thing, the he draw remix of ultimate. Have you tried that all yet? Oh no, I haven't tried that actually, but I, I don't know if I will try that because like, I feel like if I'm going to play one of like those kind of mods, I might as well just play P plus, you know, that's the most popular one for sure. Yeah. But, you know, after the Nintendo stuff with Smash World Tour, I'm hoping that more Ultimate people... I mean, there was a... Somebody released a mod that you can reduce the input lag to zero if you want to, or make it two-frame, oh, wow. like in Melee, which I thought, oh, they're starting to modify Ultimate even more and oh, more, and they should, okay. just, they should just keep doing that. Just keep doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if that's a thing, I actually definitely want to try that, because I do play Ultimate, but the thing I like least about it is the input lag like the native input lag let me find it i'll share the 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 sauce with you i'll i'll work on that and you can tell All me right. about you can tell me about um when you uh like everybody knows that you learned how to wave dash before you learned how to read but what is something that you don't get enough respect for in your early days of playing like what were you also good at not just wave dashing when you were really young okay okay um so first of all, I think a lot of people actually think that's a joke. Like I could wave dash before I could read. That's actually like legit true. Like, <laughs> no, um, I absolutely believe you. I believe you. But other things I could do is like, um, I was wave shining when I was eight years old. <laughs> you were doing what when you were eight years old? Wave shining. Wave. Sh I can't wave shine with the box yet. I I also haven't been practicing it, but I feel like, I don't know. Anyway, eight years old. Woo. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think um I I played Fox like um a lot when I was around like eight years old. I played Fox and Pikachu. And then um then later I started playing a lot of Marth and Falcon. Like I think there was a period where I made each of those characters. And then finally I just started mining Fox again. So I'm still haven't found the sauce yet, but I am going to find it because I saw it and I thought that was the coolest thing ever, or you get it. <laughs> so okay. you, you can send me it after too, if you want. That's true. I just thought I would have to just look up a couple keywords and it would show up right away. Silly me. 
You know, oh, this is something that you would understand, Aklo. Remember in the good old days of Google, you would look up something and it would show you exactly what you looked up. Even if you typed in something wrong, it would go, okay then. But nowadays it's just like sponsored results and it oh, automatically yeah. corrects. Yeah. It's like, no, you meant tossed, not e-tossed. And I go, I did mean <laughs> e-tossed, stupid computer, stupid Google. I mean, I hate that. I mean... What is something that you think back to that makes you go, ah, if only they still did it like this? I mean, five stars on YouTube, the ratings available, oh, yeah. the thumbnail so that you would know what you're getting into. People don't talk about that anymore. I think it's crazy that they like I they took off off uh, dislikes on YouTube. Like I was never like a guy who like dislikes videos, like uh, going around like disliking every video. But like, right. I think I think it's crazy that they took that off. Yeah, that when that went away, I was like. Ah. Yes, I totally get what you mean. And that was only recently, too. I'm surprised that, thinking on it, I'm sure that from a long time ago, corporations were like, we can't keep getting owned by all these anime PFPs on YouTube. Please take away the dislike button. And YouTube goes, but it would be unpopular. But you get to a certain point where you realize, I mean, everybody uses YouTube. They're not going to stop. I haven't stopped using YouTube. Nobody's boycotting yeah, YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's too big like just stop using yeah we, we lost we lost the uh the, the grassroots side of it <laughs> do you like the angle that scar put out to the world after smash world tour stuff happened this past month when that happened scar puts out the idea of melee is never going to be esports no should it be it should always be a grassroots community it should be a grassroots community first and not concentrate on becoming esports like what's your uh what's your thought on that because you're you're trying to make this work for yourself to be a top competitive player right right um i do kind of think scar is right like we shouldn't forget that we're grassroots right <laughs> But um, I think we can definitely like branch into esports a little bit, and we are already. And I think um, we should be thankful for like the amount of progress we've made by doing that. But we shouldn't try to push it, right? But uh, Scar definitely knows better than I do. So like, I trust what he says. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I guess we all want to see the police come pause and take away our crts <laughs> i guess we all want. i i i enjoyed uh scars a friend of the program as well and really enjoyed that conversation that happened before the uh smash world tour thing but i mean my 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 thing on it is that i want people who are excellent at either doing production or being a top melee competitor or a commentator a content creator you know people like turn down for walt and also people like you and IBDW, there are there are people who deserve to be able to put their stamp on the Melee history, scene, community, and be able to do that without having to worry about paying the bills. It, and that's why esports engine seems like it's necessary. But the other thing is, is that we can never have what other just nearly as dysfunctional i mean you know every esport has a, has some kind of dysfunctional aspect to it it's not like everybody else is having a peachy time but i would love the idea of people who want to make a career out of melee having the chance to do that not that i agree not that everybody quote unquote deserves it but you have to you have to show up and work hard but for those people who do i mean i would really love for them to have the opportunity to do that and not just be in this current reality that we have, which is 
maybe 10 or 20 people, 10 top players, 10 production kind of people. I just, I feel like the list is so, it's so small. And that's, that's the part that is a shame. It's not necessarily, oh, everybody should make millions and millions of dollars to be more like, well, it'd be nice if you could, they could make a living and not be forced to go to either other esports or go back to, you know, regular life. That's, it's, it's a shame. Not that we would still have people like PC Chris, if he was a legacy top 100 player <laughs> and still making a living in some capacity, like an old NFL player does. Not that we would necessarily get that to that level, but it'd be cool because I bet you a lot of people would have stuck around if there was more of an ecosystem in the first place. I completely agree with that. Like, it's kind of sad, right? Like, there's people who are, like, top 10 in the world, or if not top 10, like, close to it, and they're that good, and they still, it's not an option for them, right? They don't They don't have the ability to say, oh, yes, I'm ready now. I mean, exactly. even, yeah, even, even J-Mook, it was not an immediate thing where he has a breakout second-place performance, and then... There's like a little dot 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 before the fly quest thing came along. I think yeah. Mango talked about it very briefly afterwards, something to the effect of we, as in the other top players, we had to make sure that J Mook got a good deal out of that because J Mook wasn't necessarily like all informed of this is how it works. Cause I mean, how could he know? He hadn't signed an esports contract right. like that before. <clears throat> so more or less implying the idea of the the other me mango and the other top players wanted to make sure that it was that jmook was getting a fair shake because he deserves to get that because of the level of play that he's already at by the way do you feel somewhat supplanted by jmook as like the top hidden boss of north america because i think you carried that title for a long time i know other people said that jmook was a hidden boss as well but did you have any pride about being a hidden boss that kind of felt stunted or am i just completely Um... drawing air I think uh, definitely, like, that feeling, like, uh, I I think by the time I was no longer a hidden boss, um, then it was kind of like, then I was okay with it. Like, like I had no reason to be upset with it, because, like, when, when J-Mook, like, broke out and stuff, like, by that point, people had already kind of known my name, so it wasn't a huge deal to me. But, um... I, I definitely knew about JMook like way back in the day. Like I've I've heard I've seen him playing in like twenty like seventeen and stuff like that. But yeah. But, By the um... way, the reason why I can't find the sauce is because a lot of the posts that had the link are being taken down. So we're going underground uh, with this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's a... I mean, yeah, you, you can just find it after if you want. Mm-hmm. I, it might I, be easier. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find. It. I know some people who who play the like the draw like the HDR Ultimate uh, mod, so they probably have it. I can get a hold of it. I okay. bet. Okay. But yeah, so like, um, just to answer your question, like, no, I wasn't upset about it really, mm-hmm. but like, um, yeah, because like, yeah, I, I was just happy for him, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was super cool to 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 see. I I knew the rumblings of J Mook. I did not see see New York J Mook at all. But in 2021, he entered maybe three online tournaments that I watched, and I just go right. Wow. What I was this... unhapy about what was that I, one thing I was unhappy about was that at one of those online tournaments, I think we played two or three times online. He beat me at one of them, and like that one had a lot of views and like 
people would be like, wow, we beat Aglo, and be like, come on, man. <laughs> Nobody likes actually... being the the person who has to gatekeep a, a top player breaking in. I, I perceive <laughs> my perception was that Ginger was that person because Jmu dismantled Ginger at one of those online events. Mm -hmm. I mean, had ridiculous, ridiculous tech chases and, and, and combos and edge guards. It all seemed to like come together. And after one game of that, you go, Sheik players can't do that two games in a row. That that was <laughs> that was they just used up all of their golden egg, okay? And they're they're gonna kind of put forward their B game the rest of the time. But Jamuk has this uncanny habit in my mind of playing at like an A game level, not just for one set, not just for one game, you know, to, to like yeah. almost even for an entire day. And I know that he yeah. hasn't been able to put it all together yet, but I mean, we're all thinking it and believing that he's going to be able to win a major one of these days because yeah. of how good he's played this year at the events he's attended. Yeah, it's really just a matter of like when is when is it going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. But so, um, yeah, that that time he beat me was actually the first time I've ever lost a sheik, other than my brother. Wow. That's what yeah. it takes. It takes yeah. <laughs> it takes Foxy Grandpa and J Mook. No no spark, no face roll, none of that. Or whoever <laughs> whoever oh sorry, I should also be nice to New York City Sheiks. There's just Jason, right? And um, yeah. does Heartstrings J play J play Sheik or am I misremembering? Yeah, yeah, Heartstrings does play Sheik, yeah. <clears throat> well, poor them. Poor Heartstrings and just Jason. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about how you haven't lost any of <laughs> I feel bad for bringing them up. They're like, don't remind me, Cypher. I know I haven't beaten Aklo yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just got to practice the matchup or something. Okay, good. You get it. All right. So when I think about when I think about this upcoming year, we talked a lot about 2022 Melee. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you to look forward a little bit. How far are you along in school? And what is, uh, what's the, what's like the, um, the idea for when that is done? What, how your relationship to melee changes um is that going to be done this upcoming year or is it ongoing so i'm actually graduating i'm an undergrad right now right so i'm a, i'm a senior and my graduation is in late may however um i the reason that i took a big break in 2022 is because um i was studying for my mcat to potentially apply to med schools and i took the exam but i didn't really do so great i didn't like my score so I I do plan to take the exam again. So I might have to take another break sometime in 2023 and just, you know, block it off for studying. And um, in addition to that, I do want to, like, build up my resume a little bit. So I might try to get, like, a part-time, maybe full-time job, like, just doing something in the medical field, like a medical scribe or something like that. And, uh... So even though I'm graduating in May, um, I won't be completely free to just play melee. But I do plan to play a lot of melee. Like I'm, I'm hoping that I have more time than I did before. It was the wildest thing to hear Laud be excited about having two or so months between being done with med school and going into residency. Residency, yeah. And being like, I could really do a lot, and I go. <laughs> but that seems like such a short amount of time too but it's more time than Lod had a, a chance previously of being able to make make melee kind of more of the full-time thing before going into into residency i just have so much respect for uh medical school students like yourself like Lod, formerly medical school student you get it who uh just somehow make the time for everything it's crazy 
Yeah, I got a lot of respect for Lod. Like he's making it work. Yeah, even 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 if he doesn't get a chance to play a lot a lot of melee, now he has his favorite thing because he uses unranked to play melee as well to practice before going to an event. That's what he told me. But now that ranked <laughs> is out, oh, that's what he's absolutely doing. He was in top fifty yep. for a little bit there, preparing for the um the Scuff World Tour finale. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you didn't get to? Did you get to? Wait, am I misremembering? Did you not? You didn't get to that because of finals, right? Uh, I mean, I actually wasn't even invited to Scuff World Tour, but I couldn't go anyway because even if I was invited, like I literally had a final the next day. So, mm -hmm. yeah, not possible, not possible. Yeah, that's really tough about the end of year tournaments. You feel like they matter so much more in your mind because it's the latest and greatest. What have you done for me? lately and yet we still yeah. have to consider how cool it is that you placed really well at these other early start of the year tournaments that count just as much as the end of the year does because it captures <laughs> the whole true. year yeah but if i were in your position i would be thinking the exact same thing i'd be going oh, why was it i invited why do i have yeah. finals no yeah <laughs> while also remembering yes i do actually want to become somebody who works in the medical field right all righty then let's see or what are what are some of your goals within melee then so we were talking about how you'll be needing to do the the mkev was was the test called again it's the mcat like mm, like MCAT. Dog. Mm -hmm. okay yeah. you have to do that you'll have to graduate from from uh be go from undergraduate to graduate in may so then what's a what's a goal of melee that you think for yourself? I don't think you've posted melee twenty twenty three goals yet. And I know some people have. You don't have to if you don't want to, but did you have any in mind that you wanna like say I'd like to do this with melee this year? Well, for this year of twenty twenty two, I was really hoping to get ranked um top fifteen, but I kind of feel like they're gonna rank me sixteenth or seventeenth. So even though I'm not ranked top fifteen yet, um like just assuming they're not going to i really want to break the top 10 at the end of 20 by the end of 2023 that's crazy well i'm i'm <laughs> saying crazy not just because it obviously being top 10 in melee it does take a lot of work and and placing well at tournaments i just think about i was sort of picture it the same way for for amsa he's going to be going back to japan sometime in the in the fall of 2023 because his his work visa is for one year so i don't know okay. how that works i don't know if it can get extended i don't know if he'll go back early maybe he'll just say in june you know what i'm going home i'm done <laughs> i don't know what he's gonna <laughs> i don't know we don't know but assuming that he only plays melee in north america by living in vancouver until let's say october was around the time that he moved here in in this a couple months ago in this year then there's there's a lot of pressure to place top eight or in his case to win tournaments um, between the start of 2023 and that October time because he might come back to the U.S. doing his old ways of flying from Japan a couple of days before the event, playing the event, and then flying back to Japan. I don't know, obviously, if he's going to play at the same right. exact high level. Maybe he will because he surprised all of us. Or, or I don't know what you would have predicted, but when he moved to the United States, I thought everybody will just get to know Yoshi. Oh, silly me. He's winning tournaments. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Let's go, Amsa. So that was obviously a really cool turnaround. So maybe he'll play just as well 
coming from Japan for Big House or Main Stage this upcoming year or whatever the finale of next December is, whatever that ends up looking like. Maybe he'll play just as well. But I think, is there not more pressure for you when you think about there will be a sizable amount of time in 2023 where I'm not participating in tournaments and I'm not getting as much practice in? Does that add more pressure to you or do you not like not care about it? Oh, uh, yeah, it does a little bit because like, I feel like in general, when I don't like even right now, I don't really have as much time to play as like other top players. And when it makes me feel like when I go to events, like, oh, like I better do well because I don't have another chance until like months ahead of me. So, yeah, it it, it does put more pressure on. When I was thinking about Gommel and Josh Mann playing really, really well at that event, placing fourth, if I recall correctly. I mean, I, I think it was that and also beating IBDW at that event when Josh yeah. Mann was able to have a really good performance prior to moving back to Australia. Although I really feel like he's been in the United States the whole year. I can't tell. I, yeah, it <laughs> does feel that way. <laughs> but that was supposed to be like his last event before going back to Australia for a while. And it was like, oh, how cool is this? Is that... <clears throat> Is that a Is that a good substitute to winning a tournament, knowing that this is your last big tournament before you get into exam mode, when you can come back to a melee tournament in three months? This is your last chance for three months, and you place really well, but you don't get first. Is it still just as good of a feeling, or would you rather go, I mean, first and going away from that is, is better? Like, how does, it, how does that I feel think, to you? I think if you got to walk away from it, it definitely helps to end on a high note, right? Yeah. Yeah. But what's a high note for you if you're if you're shooting for top ten? Is a high note for the last event for a little while in the year third place? Is a second or first? Like what do you what 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 comes to uh, mind for you? Uh, generally, I I I'm disappointed if I don't make top eight. So and you had a lot of those tournaments this year that 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 felt like um you you wanted to shoot for top eight and you kind of place in the ninth uh, yeah i got a lot of ninth places this year <laughs> yeah but, but uh um, you're hoping to at least turn that around and go top eight top eight top eight it means i get top 10 because i'm finishing top eight at a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of events yeah like i i just want to be like like expected to make top eight you know mm. yeah yeah because you do obviously want to get to a point when winners where you go, okay, maybe I'll lose to the person who ends up winning the tournament on winner's semis or something. But then if I win winner's semis already, fifth place is guaranteed, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, what's your mentality like when you go into losers, whether you go into losers earlier than you think you should or later? When you enter into losers bracket, what changes for you? Does anything change? Um... Well, sometimes, like like you said, like, and you should never do this, like, as a competitor. I do think, <laughs> oh, well, what's the worst placement I can get now? <laughs> like, what's, <laughs> what what am I guaranteed now? <laughs> but you shouldn't do that. And uh, but I'd say my my mentality, like, competing, um, there's a little bit more pressure on because you know that, like, if you lose, you're out, right? But uh. It actually doesn't affect my play too much, right? Like, because either way, I'm trying my best, whether I'm in winners or losers side. So you're just trying to stay as focused as possible, more or less, as compared yeah. to immediately diving into what happens now. And especially, yeah. I, I guess it depends on the tournament. 
most of the top eight, of course, is streamed one match by one match. So you have a chance to collect your thoughts at least for 20 minutes. But what is your ideal time? If you have something happen to you, you either exit winners on a low note or you're out of the tournament and losers on a low note and you're you're done for the day. I mean, how long do you need if you're not happy about how it went before you can start talking to people again? Because you know how it is. It, it, the person who placed a second at all these big events like Mango, nobody talked to Mango when he was walking off the stage. I was there when I saw him walking away. I was like... Please, nobody talk to him. Nobody stop him. And they all let him walk through. And I go, yes, everybody's being a, doing a good job. And I'm sure it was the same way for Zane, uh, play finishing second at a tournament, or or IBDW finishing second at a tournament. Like, just nobody talked to him for a little bit. How long do you think you need when you have something happen like that where you go, this is the worst. I hate the fact that I just lost. Honestly, like, uh, I think I'm very good at separating that feeling. Like, I don't think I need much time at all for that compared to other players. Um, like, I, I talk to people after I lose, like, all the time. Um, I will say, though, like, it's, prob it's probably better to just, like, wait at least, like, two minutes, you know? <laughs> like, don't, don't catch me walking down the stage. But I have talked to people, like, literally just walking off the stage, too. And I, I never get, like... Like, I, I, I can, like, separate the feeling of me being, like, upset. I can separate that when I'm talking to someone else. Like, I'm not going to direct that towards, towards the person I'm talking to. So I think I'm pretty good at dealing with that. Hmm. I mean, the fact that you're willing to give it just a two-minute buffer, I mean, that probably does mean that... You, I don't know. I should have asked that, too. I don't ask direct questions to people who are, like... I'm going to have on somebody that you know often. I don't usually do that. I think I've done that maybe two times. When I over-prepare for an interview, I always mess it up, so I try not to over-prepare <laughs> anymore. And plus, I have another monitor now for my birthday from October, so it's kind of nice. I could just keep coming up with questions. All right, so the other thing that I wanted to ask you, and I was not using the computer to think of this question, what is the <laughs> tournament this upcoming year that you're most looking forward to going to? Because... After, I mean, you after you follow these tournaments enough, you have a perception of, I really like watching this event, or I really like watching that event. Gommel was one of my favorite events watching. I wasn't there because of the microphone that they had where the players were like talking about counterpicks when IBDW, <laughs> after the first game, oh, yeah. I mean, no, I'm not even talking about the reverse pop-off. I'm talking about after the first game where Hungrybox did a little bit of planking, a little bit of ledge grabbing, not a, not a severe amount, just the normal amount of hungry box ledge grabbing, you know, no, and IBW was ticked off because he lost the first game. I heard him because of the mic at that, at that setup on the stream setup being like, you know what, if you're just going to play like that every time, then, then the good, sh good. Sh and just telling it, telling H box, you know, stuff like that. And hungry box is just going like, and and IBDW wanted to check the like the ledge grab limit and that but did that did really have yeah. wait I I knew that he checked the ledge grab limit but I didn't know that he said that. <laughs> like he's just like you know what if you're gonna do that the whole time then I'm just like you know how it is he's like yeah, yeah, check, yeah, the, yeah. check the it's almost as funny as check the disc that was also fun yeah um but what's what's the tournament that comes to mind for you where you think I like watching it or going to it that kind of thing. Um, it actually, yeah, like you said, like, I definitely wanted to go to Gommel, like, uh, so I actually had signed up for Gommel last year, and then I decided to 
sell my pass to someone else to so I could study for the MCAT. And man, like, did I miss out? <laughs> like, I heard from everybody who went that it was the the tournament of the year to go to. And also, my friends, um, Athene and Mar, they live in in Toronto, and I haven't seen them in person for a really long time. And I would have loved to hang out with them at Gamu. So I actually, I found out the dates. I forget what they are, but like, I, I saw Toronto Joe, <clears throat> uh, the, the main TO for Gamu. He posted like when the Gamu of 2023 is going to be. And I had some like airline credits for Air Canada and I booked it for those days for 2023 already. How are you going to study for the, because this is over the summer, Gommel's every summer, right? So yeah, I guess mm. you'll just, you're going to make it work like you always do. You'll just make it work. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll figure it out. Like, <laughs> uh, I think I might even take the MK before Gommel. Ooh, let's go. We'll see. We'll see. Exciting stuff. Yes, of course. Yeah. It's not all set in stone, but that's going to, oh, because if I recall correctly, Gommel of this past year, I want to say was mid July or something. I can't remember. Yep. Yep. And I think that's when it is this year, too. Mm, wow. That's crazy. I mean, it, that summer smash was really, really busy, but I don't know. I think my favorite time of the year this past year was the like the fall tournaments. And I, I can't help it. I, I was at Big House in person. That was so fun to go to. That was mm. really fun. I'm, gonna definitely go back to big house again this upcoming year as long as well this should be pretty easy to get back there we carpooled up it wasn't that bad of a drive from lancaster pa that's where i live oh okay yeah no big deal just say eight ish hours of driving that's not that bad oh my can... god that's a really long drive <laughs> well in the world of smashers when you can like switch drivers you know how it is it's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's really it's really fun we spent a lot of time not talking and then we spent a lot of time talking it was weird but really fun at the same time yeah we'll get we'll get better at it this up this upcoming this upcoming fall for the for the next big house okay we are pretty much well no we are at an hour so i'll go ahead and start to close this up the only thing other than the shout outs and such is uh patreon questions but i will give them one more chance no patreon questions what a shame let's Aww. see Let's see. Here's a Patreon question that I would envision being asked of you. Your link. Can I? Can we call it Linklow? I mean, I think people say that in chat just because that's a thing, but I've always called it the Linklow. Is that okay? I call it that, yeah. <laughs> um, my brother likes to call it the hero of timeout. <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> but I mean... Uh, not against Lod, though, anymore, right? Not, not against Lod. Will the hero of timeout um... come out? It actually might like uh, Lod did beat me on FD um, when I played him at Pound. Yeah. Even though that game was super winnable with Fox, but like I actually this sounds like it probably it probably sounds stupid at first, and maybe it is. But like I might even just try using Link against Lod not on FD. <laughs> like I might just try it just to see how it goes. Mm -hmm. so. I mean, look, the thing, the honest truth of the matter is that even if Link is really bad in melee, and I don't usually play as Link, it's still the the character you know such a cool character yeah you, you know it's kind of like uh addicting for me like i find every excuse i can just to play link and like it's probably not the right option in most scenarios but like i just love playing link too much you know yeah i i totally understand because you're you're having 
fun playing the game and that gives you an advantage sometimes it makes people like yeah. the door and go i shouldn't be losing the link right now and then you know <laughs> the game plan kind of falls apart and and it might also fall apart because you have a really great fox which is always true of course aklo but if it can be because of playing link it sounds fun no i mean my favorite um i think my favorite play character to play other than box fox is is probably uh, probably uh, Sheik instead on a GCC. When I have a GCC, most okay. of the time I play a Sheik or Captain Falcon. I don't know. But uh, every now and again, the link still comes out. But most of the time when I'm playing 64 and, and uh, Smash Remix, you know, the mod of 64 that, they, yeah, that yeah. they're making, I uh, it's so hard not to play as Link. I love Link in 64 yep. especially. All righty. Yeah. So let's get you going. Roll out the red carpet. Please tell the people where they can find you and any uh, last shout outs and thoughts that you want to add. Sure. Um, well, first of all, um, my Twitter is at not Aklo. <laughs> um, my, I think, let me actually, do you mind if I just pull up my link share real quick? I forget what my handle is on each your thing. your li your link tree is link tree slash not aclo although you do need to update it because you still have it as chili mountain instead of nouns esports oh you're right uh, it's okay look uh shout outs to athene who is your manager and who you will hopefully be seeing at gommel 2023 but you know this is just a just a little teensy teensy feedback just got to switch that around you know it's tough <laughs> there's so many places to look at so many places to look at but uh, um, your link tree will be in the description of the podcast, in the description of the video on YouTube, in the description of the podcast platforms that you may okay. be listening to this too. So that's where you can find all things Aklo. Yep. Yep. And then I just want to say real quick, I know it's already in my link tree, but as you said before, my Twitch is uh, twitch.tv slash Aklo214. And um, my Instagram is SSBM Aklo. And... I think that's about it for, for those things. <laughs> well, how's the Instagram going? You started that up because of a class project, if I recall correctly. Was that a... Oh, that, that was a different one, actually. Oh, different. Um, so, oh, okay. Yeah. So I had a class project where I had to... It, it was completely unrelated to Smash. But uh, a lot of people actually ended up following that. I was very thankful for that. Like, I actually want to make a tweet about that because uh, I just got the grade a few days ago. And uh, I got an A minus for the class. So. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't follow the the thing, but hey! <laughs> not on Instagram anymore. I mean, my profile oh, is, but I just uh, it's not it's not on the phone anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I don't really use Instagram that much, but um, I do want to like maybe so I'll make like a thank you tweet about that, and then like maybe I'll ask them like. If you like want to follow my my Smash Instagram account instead, like mm. feel free, you know. Yes, looking forward to seeing you at few at these uh, these events in 2023 for you to shoot for a top ten. That's awesome. Let's go, Aklo. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Before we um, the outro will play and then we'll do a thumbnail after that. So it's like another pause. But in the meantime, please say goodbye to all the peoples. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Thank you, thank you for having me. It was really nice talking to you. Um, uh, and quick shout outs, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shout outs to first of all my brothers, the Brotherhood, mm. and then um, my friends Athene and Mar, and obviously my sponsor announce. And yeah.
but yeah, I had a good time. Awesome. Glad to hear that. And yes, we'll see you after the uh, the outro is done playing. Thank you all listeners and viewers for joining us. We will see you all next time. Bye.